Welcome to Making Good Choices Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Quisera, and welcome back. Ah, another episode of the podcast. I can't even believe it. We started back in July and we are almost in March. That is so crazy to me. Well, guys, you are with me today. Basically, I'm interviewing me. So let's just pretend that you're interviewing me. <laughs> Even though I can't hear you guys' voices, but hey, the Holy Spirit, he does some some cool things sometimes. So anyway, before I jump in, I want to tell you kind of what's going on with us. So Emma and I joined Bible College. We started going to Karis Bible College, Uganda, and it's founded by Andrew Womack, if you've ever heard of him. Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, means grace. So which is the very thing that we're saved by, right? So I never saw myself going to Bible college, just to be completely honest. And my dad, who passed away when I was young, he went to a Bible college um, and he was a preacher, but I never saw myself doing that. So the fact that I'm doing this really blows my mind. But um, one of the reasons why is that I feel like I have a different... um, I don't know if you would say philosophy, a different mindset. It's just different than what most people believe who are Christians. And when I say that, I mean, when the Bible tells me that God did something for me, I believe it 100%, 100%. And the things that are hard to believe, I make myself believe it 100%. So, if the Bible says we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, I believe that thing 100%. I think about anything that could try to come against me here in the natural, like let's say sickness. Well, if I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, it would have to come up there. It would have to come to Jesus to get to me. And I just don't believe that that has to happen. So just really crazy crazier than most people i believe crazier than most people and in a different way i'm not saying i'm I'm not discounting anyone's faith or anyone's belief but i didn't think that i could find a school that was like that and god's just blowing my mind with this because even today i was listening in a course and it was literally preaching the things that i never thought i would hear at a bible school (laughs) <laughs> because sometimes, uh, like it, it was preaching the things that I know in my spirit, like the very thing I just described. So it's really cool. It is some work. We actually go to school twice a month and then the rest is online. And so it's been cool. You guys can be praying for us along this journey. It's two years. It's called the hybrid program full time. So, also, guys, I want to make sure you're following me on Instagram, at Sarah Quizera on Instagram. You spell my last name, well, it's Sarah with an H at the end, and then you spell my last name, K-W-I-Z-E-E-R-A. And on Tuesdays, I do Tuesday trivia where I interview kids from Share the Love. And so, what I do is I ask a couple questions to two or three kids, and then you guys get to choose on a poll what their favorite color is, what their favorite number is, what their favorite food is, how high can they count, uh, that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. It's a good way for you guys to see, like, to meet the kids, but also to see, like, where my heart is here. 
Um, it's really crazy because God has given us such influence over whoever, over social media. People think that they're just clicking follow, but really God, with every follow, God is giving us an influence over that person's heart and over their mind. And so I want you guys to see where, where my heart is, and then you can even see Christ through the kids. It's so cool. Um, also, starting March 1st, Emma and I are doing the 30-day shred. It's when we read the Bible in 30 days. We're starting over. We did it in January. It was so awesome. Honestly, it changed my faith. It was so cool, actually, for both of us. And we kind of miss it in February. Um, but in March 1st, we're going to start over. So if you want to join the shred, it's on the YouVersion Bible app. So what you can do is, on the show notes for this, there's a Google form. Click the link to the Google form. Give me your email or your name on the YouVersion Bible app. And then we will invite you. I know it sounds crazy. It's honestly, if you are if you were to read it at, at regular speed, it would probably take two hours a day. But on double time speed, which is what I do, I play it double time speed and I read it at the same time. And I can get done pretty quick. Like I get it done before eight most days, before 8 a.m. And so it's just so doable. Some people, they trade out their Netflix and their social media time to do the shred, which is also another great idea. So if you wanna do that, click the Google form link <laughs> Give us your email and, or tell us your name on the Version Bible plan. And then also, if you want to get our weekly updates, just things that I haven't posted or things that are a little bit more meaningful than what we put on social media or more intimate, you can put your email also on the Google form. So guys, today's episode is the final episode talking about health and wellness. But today I'm going to go a little bit different so get ready to jump in you're going to need your bible if you have your bibles or you can take notes reference it later we're going to the book of jonah all right guys so we are going to jump into the book of jonah i know fun right Um, but before we do i have a question so this is the final podcast episode of the month of health and wellness for the podcast But my question to you is, how well do you know yourself? How well do you know yourself? I think many of us are learning more and more about ourselves (laughs) every day. Maybe with every trial that comes, every success that comes, we learn more about ourselves. And I'm not just talking about the things we like and don't like. I'm talking about The things that God said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. The the thing that God knew. Do you know that person that God knew before you were in your mother's womb? The person that he ordained. Do you know that person? You know, I find that many people, and really in the role that we're in here, uh, in ministry and the role, I mean, that I was in in the States even, many people are asking the question, what am I here to do? How do I find my calling? What is my purpose? Now, I'm not going to slam everybody who asks that question. That is not what I'm here to do. What I'm here to do is refocus that question. The real question is, who are you? (laughs) Who are you? 
Who was the person that God was talking to before you were in your mother's womb? He knew you. Who is that (laughs) that he knew? Today, I want to talk about uh, one simple phrase. You cannot run from yourself. (laughs) You can't run from yourself. You can't run from yourself. Now, many people are searching for their purpose. They're searching for something outside of themselves. They're searching for their calling outside of themselves. What is this mysterious thing? Yet, it's inside themselves. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> You're looking for you. Now, I am going to go to the book of Jonah. I want you to just stick with me. You know, my personality type is really funny because if you follow the Enneagram, I know some people don't like the Enneagram. That's fine. Um, but my personality type is one that if I'm not careful, I can try to escape everything that I don't like or things that are uncomfortable. Um, I've really grown out of that, but I had, and I know now that if things are uncomfortable, it's probably going to be really beneficial to me to walk through it. However, I had a season where I would just try to escape anything. And so as we go to Jonah, I can see myself a lot in him. So we're going to go to the book of Jonah. And um, I'm going to read a little bit, but I'm also just going to give my version <laughs> of what it says. Like I'm going to paraphrase, not give my version really, but okay. So Jonah chapter one. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of God. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went into it to go with him to Tarshish, again, away from the presence of the Lord. Now, I love that this this book of the Bible, it starts off where the Lord is telling Jonah, the, the Lord I love this. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Now, many people are looking for their purpose, but the word of the Lord is what they really need. The word of the Lord came to Jonah eagerly. And it's, it gives an identity, the son of Amittai. So the book starts off. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. Immediately, there's identity that is given about Jonah. He's a son of Amittai. Now, this is important. You know, every word in the Bible is important. Sometimes we just find them irrelevant, but it's so relevant. Amittai was from the tribe of Zebulun. So he goes back to the tribe of Zebulun. Zebulun, I want want you to hear this, derived its money from its access to ports and the sea, which is why its symbol is a ship. (laughs) If you know the story of Jonah, This is very interesting, right? And God tells Jonah, go to Nineveh. Basically, tell them to repent. Come on, I see Nineveh. Tell them, go and tell them to repent. What does Jonah do? Jonah says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to Tarshish. Now, now Tarshish was significant because it is known for its great wealth and its great money. So Jonah goes to the money, right? He thinks he's going to the money. And the Bible continues to say, 
from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. The Bible repeats itself. That means it's important. To go to Tarshish, to go to the wealth and the money, that what that place is known for, away from the presence of the Lord. How often, when we are trying to find ourselves, so to speak, do we go away from the very creator? <laughs> the very creator. And run to wealth or money or things that look good or something that we think will cause us success. But in the end, he had to pay to go to Tarshish. We have to pay to go to those places. To go to those places that that are shiny on the outside, but on the inside they're not for us because they're away from the presence of God. The one who has who had who knows everything about us, who knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. But verse four, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid and each cried out to his God. You know, talk about running. You can't run from yourself. Let's, let's look at it this way. You can run physically, right? You can physically run away. You might physically run to another place. Um, Physically try to escape situations that really are there to grow you. Physically, we can run away. We can refuse to go to that dinner because it may be awkward. We can refuse to go have a conversation because the last time you had a conversation, it was just awful. Or, you know, we can, we can choose those things. But it's very funny. You cannot run from yourself. Jonah thought he was running to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. He even paid to do it. But what did he do? He used a ship. <laughs> he used the very thing. And on the sea, the very thing that his father's tribe is known for. He can't run from himself. So basically, he's in the boat. The people he's with, they get freaked out. They get scared because the Lord hurled a great wind. But you know what? Jonah was asleep in the boat. Does that remind you of anybody? Does that, Jesus, hello. When Jesus was on the boat, he was asleep. People were afraid. Now this one is, is the, the bad, the bad version of the story, right? Even though God's mercy really shows through. Um, but Jonah is asleep and, and these guys are like, come on, what's up with the storm? They start to call out to their different gods. You know, when we run away from who God wants us to be and who we really are, we end up causing collateral damage. We get people afraid. We get people in life or death situations. We get people calling out to other gods. We get people calling out to idols. It might not be the golden images that, you know, we read about in the Bible, but Calling out to other gods, calling out to other things to save them. Maybe it's people, maybe it's money, you know, what, whatever it, that could be that the fear would drive them to. And, and the thing is, guys, we have such an anointing on our lives. We are leaders. There is a reason why they go to Jonah and they say, Hey, sleeper, wake up. Because there was an anointing on his life. They knew that there was something about this guy <laughs> that he had. And so, they go to him and they were like, um, 
who who's responsible for this? They cast lots. The, the lot lands on Jonah. And what they ask is this. They said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. <laughs> it's funny, because Jonah thinks that he's just being this, this innocent guy running away, yet he's causing collateral damage. And the first thing that they ask him is about his identity. They ask him who he is. Who are you, dude? <laughs> and he tells them, and he tells them that he's running from the presence of the Lord. Where is he running? To Tarshish, a place he has no business being. A place known for great wealth and great money. And then, of course, they did all they could do. And then Jonah says, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet you down, for I know it is, it has happened to you because of me. Now, you may think that this is hum- humility. You may think that this is Jonah being kind, trying to save people. Jonah is again trying to run away from his purpose. He's trying to run away. Hey, just kill me now. (laughs) I'm sorry. That is not humility. Humility is when we put God's opinion above our own. God's understanding above ours. God's thoughts above ours. Now, the Bible says that when we are in Christ, we are a new creation. We have a regenerated spirit, and actually we have the mind of Christ. But if we take on the mind of Sarah and not the mind of Christ, the mind of Sarah, that's a flesh. If we take that on, then we can say, oh, I'm so sorry. Pick me up, throw me over. He's literally crucifying his purpose. He's sacrificing himself, which... You know, Jesus did that. Jesus said, hey, sin of the world, let me sacrifice myself for these people. But but Jonah has a purpose. And God. once God's word goes out for your purpose, hey, go to Nineveh. He had given his word to Jonah. You go to Nineveh. That word has sustained Jonah. And so Jonah Jonah's protected whether he likes it or not. He thinks he's being humble. He's not. They throw him overboard. He ends up in the belly of a fish. Actually, the Bible said the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, which Jesus does reference in the Bible. He references it. He said, the only sign that you'll see is that of Jonah. Um, So Jonah gets in the belly of the fish, still doesn't die. The mercy of God and the grace of God is preserving Jonah's life. I say the fish is God's mercy and and. The word of God that he gave in the very beginning in Jonah chapter 1 verse 1 is what is sustaining Jonah. Now, Jonah prays a prayer while he's in the belly of the fish, a prayer of repentance. And then the Bible says that the, the fish vomited Jonah out after he said the prayer. Some of you feel like you're being vomited. (laughs) You feel like the land is rejecting you. You feel like people are rejecting you. You feel like jobs are rejecting you. You feel like your health is rejecting you. And, And the thing is with Jonah, he needed to get vomited out. He needed to be rejected. He needed that. Some of you feel like you're being vomited out. And as hard as it may sound... The Lord is using that vomiting out 
to bring you back into purpose because he's spoken a word over your life and he is preserving you. He's preserving you to that purpose. So the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. The second time. I don't know about you, but I hate saying things twice. <laughs> like having to tell someone something twice, they don't listen. But th- that's mercy, right? So arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, call out against it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah arose, he went to Nineveh, <laughs> he went to Nineveh and he says this, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. What is that? Um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight words. Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. Those eight words, those eight words caused the people to believe God. They fast, they repented, and you know, Nineveh was doing some dirty, dirty stuff, y'all. Some dirty stuff. And Jonah did not think that he should give the chance to Nineveh. You know, some of us think that we shouldn't give that person a chance. I'm not saying that if someone, if you're dating someone and someone is cheating on you, that you should go and marry him. Now, here's what I'm not saying. When, when, when you're dating somebody, they're showing you exactly who they are <laughs> before you even get married. So what I am saying is some of us don't see people as God sees them. Some of us see people as maybe beneath us or they don't, they don't deserve for me to even listen to them. I know in the world right now, cancel culture is so big. Like, are you kidding me? Um, any politician. If you are pro one side, pro the other, cancel culture, cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> but Jonah tried to cancel Nineveh and God said, uh-uh, you go right back. And so Jonah goes to Nineveh and actually those eight words reach the king of Nineveh and they repented. The whole land repented. And actually the king says, who knows, maybe like God will see us and relent. And guess what? God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, and God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. But here's the thing, guys. It displeased Jonah. You know, our justice doesn't look the same as God's justice. You know, Nineveh was doing some absolutely horrific things. Actually, the city of Nineveh was one likened to Sodom and Gomorrah. If you remember that and the treacherous things that they were doing to people, literally sodomizing people, that's where we get that name from. Yet God had mercy and God had grace. Actually, Nineveh earlier in the Bible was one of the lands that had laid siege on on Israel, which was the land of Jonah. And so there was this great divide in Jonah's heart. And Jonah says, "Uh uh-uh, those are not my people. They do not deserve to live. You need to destroy them. That's where his heart was. And so whenever Jonah saw that God relented on them, Jonah was displeased. Actually, it says that he was angry. And he said, oh, Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. 
Therefore, now, O Lord, take my life from me. It's better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? Some of us are fleeing emotionally. We're running from our emotional self (laughs) because we haven't taken God's mind on something and God's heart on something, especially on our life and on the people. We haven't taken his eyes, yet we put ours above his. The Bible actually says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that those are the things we call strongholds. They exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. And what was the result? The result was anger. Who wants to be angry? Jonah was angry. He was obedient and then he was bitter. Guys, we we can't be obedient and then be bitter. We can't look at the mercy of God on people and be bitter about it. That that's just not his character. And the fact of the matter is, Jonah is is Jonah is saying, "I know you. You're a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love." We're reading that like he 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 was saying that as if they were horrible things. <laughs> Have you ever had that? Like if you wanted somebody to pay, you wanted revenge. And then you're like, God, don't be gracious right now. Don't be merciful right now. Uh, It's funny. Or like Jesus. Jesus was literally and justly persecuted. And he was wrongly accused. He was beaten when he did nothing to be beaten. And so Jonah is like angry. He's bitter. He is throwing around the names and characteristics of God as if they are bad things. And God is not even offended at that. God keeps his communication with Jonah, which is so beautiful. He says, do you do well to be angry? Like, hey, Sarah, do you enjoy being angry? Is that where you want to sit? Sometimes we can flee emotionally. And of course, what happens is Jonah's like, hey, take my life. Take my life. Take my life. (laughs) Jonah keeps saying that, right? And it even happens again. God gives him a leaf for some shade, and then the shade withers up. Jonah says, take my life. We are literally emotionally killing ourselves sometimes because we don't know who we are. We don't know who we are. God literally created us. He formed us. He knows us. He knows us. If you have been searching your whole life, thinking that you know yourself, but it's a surface level. You know what? I I think about this. Like if you go on a first date or if you even, let's say this, if you get married and you stay on the level of the favorite colors and the favorite foods, you're not going to have a very good marriage and you really won't know yourself or your spouse. The thing is, is that God knows you. God knows you so well. Actually, the word know in the Bible is that intimacy. It's that knowing, being a part of knowing. So when Jonah is like, hey, kill me now, kill me now, kill me now. God's like, I'm not going to kill you. I And Jonah's like, I am angry. I'm angry enough to die. Has anyone ever been in that place? I'm angry enough to die. That's that's really crazy. (laughs) Jonah says, I'm angry enough to die. But God says, you pity the plant, which you didn't even labor for. Should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left hand and also much cattle? Should I let a whole city perish? 
So I let a city of more than 120,000 persons who are in their ignorance, who don't know their right hand from their left hand, perish. You're worried about a plant and you want to die. There are people living in darkness. Jonah, go bring the darkness to light. That is what God has called all of us to do. That's really our purpose. He's given us different ways to do it, of course. Bring people from the darkness to light. And then that's literally the last verse in the whole book of Jonah. God drops the mic. Bring my people out of darkness into light. Just do it. Don't be angry about it. You don't even need to think about it. That's the funny thing. But sometimes we can flee from ourselves. Guys, when we're, when we flee from assignments from God, we are fleeing from ourselves. What is that thing that you feel like you should be doing? Even if it's very difficult, even if it's making a phone call, like maybe you remember, oh, I've been meaning to call so and so. Do it. Do it. Do it. Or something that you've been putting off even because it, it's just uncomfortable. Things that would dig up years of hurt or memories, but you know that there's a bitter root in your heart and you need to get that thing out. What is that thing? If you are fleeing from an assignment because it is not comfortable, guys, I know what a, what an assignment is like from God that is not comfortable. Do it. Do it. Do it. There are so many people who may not be angry. Maybe your thing is, I'm, I'm too sad. Lord, I'm just too sad. I'm running away. I'm too sad. Or I'm not content. Jonah wasn't content. He had shade. He needed shade. He didn't have shade anymore. It made him angry. What, what is that for you? Maybe you do know yourself. If you know yourself, it's because you've been bringing people from the darkness into the light. There's nothing like that. That is everyone's purpose. And all of us have different ways of doing it. It may be in music. It may be in business. It may be in church. Even there are people in church who bring in demons, you know, it can be anything. I really just felt that in my heart to talk about that phrase. You can't run from yourself. No matter how much Jonah tried to run, God had a word preserving his life. If you think that yourself is going to Tarshish or going to greener pastures, that's not yourself. You're literally running from yourself. And you're, and he took a boat to do it, which is the funniest part. You can't run from yourself. You can't. You just can't do it. So guys, I want you to, to get that perspective. You can't escape from yourself, but let me tell you what you can do. You can rise from wherever you are. If you are at a place where you are, you've been in a bad emotional place for a long time. You can rise. The Bible says that we renew our minds with the word. Actually, it says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The renewing of your mind can transform you. It can transform your heart. It can transform your mind. You take scripture, you, you pray, you seek the Lord, and he tells you, he tells you who you are. Or he even impresses things in you. He lifts things from you. Guys, renew your minds. You can rise up. The Bible actually says in Isaiah 61 that God gives beauty for ashes and joy for mourning. And you know what? 
That's actually our mandate, is to give beauty for ashes to people, joy for their mourning. He says, and actually in Isaiah 61, it says all of that beautiful scripture, and then it says, so that they may do the same things. So we, we've we been given a mandate, right? Jesus, he read Isaiah 61. He said, let me go ahead and read that for you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, and to give them to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. That's exactly what we're called to do. The devastations that many generations have caused, guys. We are the ones. We are now the ones. (laughs) Jesus stood up when, when he read Isaiah 61 in the temple. He sat down. He said, the scriptures have been fulfilled in your hearing. Now it's our job to build up what has been broken. It's our job to repair the ruined cities <laughs> like Jonah. Jonah, wake up. Dude, it's your job. You go out. Tell Nineveh. They can repent. You know, I, I, I just want you to get that hope today. Rise up. Rise up. You can do it. You can do it. Rise up. Now with health and wellness, what I'm about to do is actually go work out. I haven't worked out in two days. And, but I've been working out. I've been working out. Okay? I've been pretty faithful. It doesn't feel like it's just February. It does feel like it's May already. <laughs> but what, what can happen is we look in the mirror and we see ourselves, and we've been so trained to look at ourselves in a negative way. We see, oh, this is horrible. And we don't see that every single day that we work out, every single day that we show love to this person who's very hard to show love to, what we don't see What we don't put in our minds, renew our minds with, is that he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. Guys, in health and wellness, you can be healthy in your in your body, you can be healthy in your soul, you can be healthy in your mind, and you will know exactly who you are. Follow out the purpose of God for your life. Get to know him. Spend time with him. Guys, for me, for my emotions, and when my mind is running crazy, if your mind does that too, every day when I go into my quiet time, I have two pieces of paper. One, I put down every thought that I'm having. It's literally like 20 things at once. And on the next page, I put your mind, like for God, your mind. And it's always so beautiful. It's loving. It's gracious. Guys, I feel like some of us are even trying to run from ourselves in our work. I'm reminded of Martha and Mary. Martha was the one that even told Jesus to come to her house. Yet she was working her way away from herself. The Bible says that we are, as, as God lives, so are we. 
We have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. We are one with him. We abide in him and he abides in us. If we want to know ourselves, we got to know God. We have to, to know God. I, I read something recently that said, we don't need more of God. God needs more of us. He's so desperate for you. He is so desperate, the same way he was desperate for Jonah. And he didn't get offended by Jonah. He doesn't get offended by you. If you've been mad at God, go to him. He does not get offended by you. Go to him if you've been sad or, or if you think you've backslidden. You've you've gone into places you shouldn't have, like Tarshish. Maybe you've been working for, you've you've have two jobs trying to get all this money, trying to pay off some stuff. And God is saying, hey, do you have time for me? <laughs> can you can you count on me for your provision? To know yourself, you have to be in the presence of God. Don't be like Jonah, running from the presence of God. You can rise. You can build. It is not too late. Remember, it's not how you find your calling or how you find your purpose. You cannot run from yourself. But in the presence of God... In the presence of God, when you spend time with him, when you know him, when you talk to him, even if you literally don't have an hour in the day, pray, pray, ask him what's on his mind for you. Read the word, read the scripture. Don't run from yourself physically. Don't run from yourself emotionally because you can't. (laughs) That's the funniest part. You can't run from yourself. God loves you so much. He sent his only son to die on the cross for you. His only son was in the, the belly of the fish, basically, for three days, in a grave for three days. But God, <laughs> through the Holy Spirit, raised him from the dead so that we can have that same life. We have resurrection life within us. Guys, that is what we rise with. Your purpose is inside of you. Stop searching for your purpose outside. Anyway, This Making Good Choices episode has been um, one that's been on my mind for a while. The the lie that people can find their purpose outside of themselves is absolutely ridiculous. But it's a paradox because the more we serve others and think less of ourselves, the more we find our purpose that's actually within ourselves. So, guys, I hope that you've enjoyed this. Um... Maybe share it with someone. Don't forget to to fill out the Google form if you want to do the shred or join the email list. And yeah, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Next Saturday, we are going into a month talking about discipline. And so before you can be disciplined, guys, get to know yourself through the presence of God. That's it. All right, guys. Well, Enjoy your Saturday or whenever you're listening to this and make good choices.